1: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Steve Peters, as always, joined by Craig S. Morgan. And today without Leah Merrill, who is on her trek across the
0: country to see Harry Styles in New York City. <laughs> Welcome to Tuesday, Craig. It's funny. It's like the first half of the week is Lee empty Stempney- Act week and then uh the second half of this week is going to be the dome week so i like how this splits out for us but this is this is a fun topic because well obviously you were a part of the the franchise but this season the 2009 10 season was the year that i jumped back on the beat to cover the coyotes after a few years away as an ed- editor and of course it's the year that they broke a long playoff drought it's the year that they made a lot of moves at the trade deadline giving Don Maloney his reputation as dealer Don. And one of those trades, of course, was for the guy that we just talked about and talked to yesterday on the live show, Lee Stempniak, who is now the Coyote's director of player development. But at that point was just a money trade deadline acquisition.
1: So this is it. It's Tuesday, as always on Tuesdays. It is Trade Talk Tuesday at PHNX Coyote's. And as Craig mentioned, this is Lee Stepniak week being named new player development. And let's get into the trade deadline of 2010 for this trade talk Tuesday. And we're going to be talking about the acquisition of Lee Stepniak on March 3rd, 2010. And not only Lee Stepniak, it was an incredibly active 2010 trade deadline for then GM Don Maloney and what he was able to acquire. And you talk about no big star power guys, just a bunch of guys that fit in really well at the right time. So let's get to it. Let's get to March 3rd, 2010 and the trade between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the then Phoenix Coyotes sent defenseman Matt Jones and a fourth-round pick in the 20 draft, a fourth-round pick in the 2010 draft and a seventh-round pick in the 2010 draft for Lee Stepniak. Craig, initial thoughts.
0: Home run. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you talked about, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about all the moves that Don Maloney made as the general manager at this trade deadline. But Lee Stempniak, I mean, he 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 mentioned it when we talked to him live on the show yesterday that he struggled a bit in Toronto, right? He he didn't think he was playing that well, and he was disappointed in his performance. Well, he comes over to the Coyotes. They've got 18 games left in the season. This. Sort of ragtag group of guys for a franchise that hadn't been to the playoffs in seven years. He has 14 goals and 18 points in 18 games when he comes over to the Coyotes. In spite of the fact that he's thrown into a an entirely new mix of players, an entirely new system under Dave Tippett, he comes in and just shines big time. This this is one of maybe the best trade deadline acquisition that the Coyotes have ever made. And it's not only that,
1: you talk about the pace he was scoring at on a team that was looking like, I tell you what, going into 9-10, this team isn't thinking playoffs. They're not. They're thinking, hey, we're, but again, it's a middle-of-the-pack team. If we play really well, maybe we can be, be close at the deadline. No, this is a playoff team. This is a playoff team and all of a sudden you're going we're not selling at the trade trade deadline we're buying in 2010. I think that was a big surprise for not only the, the fan base. I think it was a surprise for management, coaches, players alike that oh my goodness, th- this team's actually kind of good. So when you acquire a player like Lee Demac, you like Lee Demac, I mean he's a good offensive player and if you go through his career, he had a, his career high in goals was 27 in his second year in St. Louis. So you know he can score. But after he left that, that second season in, in St. Louis, he never got higher than 14 goals. I mean, he, This is a guy that's a goal scorer. And you're not scoring more than 14. And there was, you know, he had some struggles with injuries and so forth. But when he gets here, something just clicked. And I don't know if it was his line mates. I don't know if it was the coach, the atmosphere, the weather. But boy, it is the hottest streak of games for his, for his entire career. The number of points that he put up, and you just expected him to score. And he was on the score sheet virtually every night. And he was playing with another guy that they acquired uh, in Wojtek Wolski, and he was playing with Matthew Lombardi. I mean, you were talking a a line of Wojtek Wolski, Matthew Lombardi, and Lee Stepniak was the top offensive output line for the Arizona Coyotes. Again, Wolski, Lombardi, and Stepniak. This isn't Marner and Matthews. (laughs) Like, this is, these are guys that, again, they just click it just worked when you get that line mates and those group of players where it just works and his i think for him because he was the goal scorer on this line and i know woltes w- woltek wolski can score also but but these two guys got him the puck and it was one of those things where it was just going in and we've talked about it with christian fisher we've talked about it with Lawson Krause and you've seen players go through that stretch where they're hitting posts missing empty nets when the puck just goes wide or dribbles through the crease it was the exact opposite with Lee Stepniak and everything he was shooting was going in it really propelled this team and I tell you what it helped bond this team at the right time in in 9-10 where it really put a group of guys together that there was no superstar Shane Doan was as close as there was to a superstar on this team and and that year in in 9-10 when you go back and look at the stats Shane Doan led the t- it led the team in points with 55. he had 18 goals. They had one 20 goal score on the whole team and that was redeem This is just a team that happened to fit together at the right time with a lot
0: of the right pieces to get where they were. It was a true team and that's what I love about this club. Um, you know when you look at uh, the Western conference that year that I think they still finished fourth overall in the Western Conference as a, in, in terms of seating because San Jose won the division but this team still owns, the franchise record for most points in a season with 107, which was third best in the Western Conference between bit behind San Jose and eventual Cup Champ Chicago. I I wrote a story when I when I was with the Athletic. I, I have a fondness for this team, and maybe it's because I jumped back on the beat. Maybe it's because they just didn't have those stars that you talk about. I asked the question, is this, in fact, the best team in Coyotes history? Obviously, the 11-12 team made it all the way to the Western Conference Final. But I think what people forget, they don't forget one half of this, but I think they forget the other half. Scotty Upshaw, who was one of their best offensive players, was injured and couldn't even play in that playoff series, that epic series against Detroit that won seven games. And, of course, Shane Doan, who was just a one-man wrecking ball early in that series, goes down with a grade three shoulder separation in game three. What happens if those guys are healthy, Petey? What is this team capable of given the season they had?
1: And it's funny because that Detroit Red Wing team, that's Datsuk Zetterberg Red Wings. I mean, this this is the Detroit Red Wings. And I tell you what. I think the Coyotes, and they had, they had home ice. The Coyotes had home ice in this series. You, you split at home. You split in Detroit, and it's 2-2 after after four games. And you go, oh, my goodness, the Coyotes are hanging around. Mm-hmm. Detroit comes in game five, into then Jobby.com Arena wins. And you go, oh, this is over. They're going to go back to Detroit and get smoked. no. Verbatim comes up with a big goal. They win five to two in Detroit and actually come home for Game Seven. Unfortunately for the Coyotes, Game Seven with Don on the lineup. And I tell you what, he put this team on his back in the in the first three games of this series, and he was a monster. And if you want to see some of the best hockey Shane Doan ever played, it was in those three games against Detroit. He was. You see that iconic picture of him with his hands up in the corner with his mouth open. That's Detroit. I mean that that's what he did in that series. He was an absolute monster. And you come into Game Seven and. Detroit woke up and they were dominating in the first period. Absolutely dominating. Ilya Brzezgala did everything he could possibly do on his own to try to keep this team in it through the first period. And he just couldn't. Detroit was just too powerful. And they ended up blowing out the Coyotes in game seven and, and moving on. Eventually losing to Chicago, who wins the cup that year. But but I tell you what, it was, it was a great playoff series. It was exciting. It was finally getting this team back in the playoffs. And to your point you didn't rely on one guy you didn't rely on. I know we talked about Shane Doan leading but he led by example too. He wasn't a guy that was, he didn't get 40 goals that year. He had 18, 18 goals. It was a team that, that everybody pitched in. Everybody did their job. And part of that was what happened at the trade deadline. Hmm. And you look at Lee Stepniak, you know, and what what did the Coyotes lose? Matt Jones, who was injured at the time, is just a contract pickup for Toronto. Never played another game, and, and any level in his career after that. Wonderful kid, Matt Jones. It just it, his career was ended ended short, and that's too bad. And then you look at the other two pieces of that. It was a yeah. seventh round draft pick that the the Toronto ended up drafting Kellen James or Jones. See, I didn't get his name right. Kellen Jones, zero games in the NHL. So right. that that's a, a zero. And ironically enough they gave them a, a, a fourth round pick that ends up being Philip Grubauer. Yeah. Traded who, to Washington. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Washington so, yeah. so I, I, I mean, would the coyotes have drafted? No, of course not. Like you can't compare that being in, in their draft spot. If you do like, Philip no, no. Grubauer. So Stepniak for Grubauer, honestly, with the two draft picks and a player that, that did not play again. And you have to look at this trade. We're getting a lot of trades on this. And just that particular piece of this trade, I have to give the nod to Don Maloney and the Phoenix Coyotes and give them the win in the Lee Stepniak trade deadline trade of 2010. Craig?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about it when when you look at the the parts of this trade and we'll we'll get into the further trade tree in just, just a minute. But yeah, when you when you think about what Stepniak meant to them and how little they eventually gave up to get him. There's, there's no question that, like I said earlier, I think this may be the best trade deadline acquisition in coyotes history. And in a season where they just had a bunch of money moves, um, you know, it, going back to that series too, uh, that was a hard one to cover too, because he just, you, you knew how badly Shane Doan wanted to get into the playoffs. He had waited so long just to have that feeling to compete. And when he, when he got the chance, he didn't waste it. He was unbelievable on the ice. I, when you, when you take into account Dave Tippett's success against the Blackhawks too, he just had a thing about coaching against them. I really, really wonder what might've happened. I do. I I mean, I I know the Blackhawks, this was the start of a run of three cups in six years for the Blackhawks, but mm, what might have been, I I hate saying that with the Coyotes, but what might have been, you never know, Craig, going into the
1: season, what their odds would have been on making the playoffs. I bet they were slim. And making the playoffs, but once they got rolling I got those trade deadlines and made the playoffs, who knows what the odds were to win the cup. But I tell you what, you can find out all the odds on hockey, football, baseball, any sport on DraftKings. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL week one. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the promo code PHNX to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the show notes for details. So let's move on from Stepniak. But we're going to stay in 2010. And and not only was it Lee Stepniak a, a part of that there's more. And when we talk about more, we talk about more furniture. How do you think of that? Do you like that? Look at that. Look at that. Not, not terrible. More no, furniture is, no, no. I don't I'll know we will
0: think about it, but you know, go ahead and
1: run with they it. They have our, in, outfitted our entire office. And we've talked about the lounge chairs in front of the TV for viewing the office chairs, the office furniture, more furniture is a new partner at PHNX and we're so, so excited for all of you to check out how our friends at more furniture hooked up our entire office new studio new furniture the whole 9 yards if you're interested in checking out Moore's labor day sale please visit more that's m o r morefurniture.com okay craig let's <laughs> yeah. get to more
0: yeah let's let's talk you you, and you were a part of that you saw all those guys coming you really saw the impact of that trade deadline in particular i'm curious what it was like from inside to watch all these players come in, and not just you know, just you not a lot of times a trade deadline doesn't work out, right? You get guys, and you're like, eh, it was, it was okay. But this trade deadline, I mean, there were a lot of key acquisitions. Yeah, when I mean, you talk about a trade deadline, too, you usually look at a, a, a team may not pick up anyone because you
1: don't want to screw with the chemistry. They may pick up a player, and you saw it even in Florida; they pick up a big player like Claude Giroux doesn't get him over the hump. And that happens often. This wasn't just one trade or two trades or three trades. The Coyotes had five guys come in at the trade design. Five. Like, you know what that can disrupt your locker room? Like having that many new bodies, voices, players come in and it just works. So let's go through them. So we, we talked about Stepniak. Another one of the key players that they brought in was Wojtek Wolski. Uh, Polish uh, Polish uh, left wing. I, I always liked Wojtek. I thought he liked him here. I, I, I thought he fit well here. I thought he was, he was a draft pick from Colorado and that's where they, they, they actually acquired him from Colorado avalanche. And the trade was for two, two pretty popular players here at one time or another was Kevin Porter and Peter Mueller, Peter, Peter, uh, Peter Mueller was a high draft pick of this team. Expect- expectations were extremely high uh, for him, and it just never panned out for Peter Mueller. It never reached the level after we talked about this USA Canada shootout against Taves and Mueller. We always thought Peter Mueller was going to reach those kind of heights with the Coyotes, and he was going to be the next big thing here. And it it just didn't happen. And and for Kevin Porter, a guy who wins the Holy Baker Award and the college career in Michigan, and you go, okay, this kid's another player too. It just never reached the heights, and it. it got to a point where we talk about change of scenery can help a player and the thought process. These are assets that aren't helping us anymore. We need to get these assets out and they acquired, Wojtek Wolski, and he was here the same length. Actually, he played fewer games than Lee Stepniak, but he's the guy that came in, and we talked about it, for that stretch in 2010, and they paired him with Lee Stepniak were offensive dynamos. You put him on the ice, they were a threat to score. And you look at some of the numbers he had in the National Hockey League. In Colorado, he's a 30-goal scorer, twice, 28, twice. So, oh, she's wrong. Those are all assists, Craig. See what, that, see what I do? So yeah, I read my notes wrong, and those are all assists, but he's ended up with 50 points. He had 40, over 40 points three times. He's an offensive guy that just, again, once he left Arizona, mm. it was just gone. And, and he yeah. never was able to attain those heights again. Head stops with the New York Rangers, Florida, and Washington. But for that brief moment, that brief moment in 2010, that 18-game stretch, he was absolutely phenomenal. And you paired him with Stepniak, and we talked about that line with Lombardi, how offensively gifted they were. So you talk about that trade and what that trade did, Wolski for Porter and Mueller. Is that a win?
0: I mean, Porter never became what they thought he could become either. The the shame about Peter Mueller in particular was the injuries, right? The the concussion history that really – Sort of derailed his NHL potential, um, so uh, yeah, he never he never really realized it in Colorado. It, it depends on what you you're looking for, right? If the Coyotes had had made a deep playoff run, you could say okay, they got what they they asked for with Wolski. and he certainly produced when he came here, like you mentioned. But you know, I I, I don't know, I that that one's a little tougher. That one's to tough because the, it's, it's almost because a wash. Yeah, there's better pieces going back the other way than, than Toronto got. Uh, credit Peter Mueller, who eventually carved out a really great life for himself playing in Europe. And I, I wrote a story on that as well. Uh, he was really happy with that situation, but it, it, it never really happened for him in the NHL, even though he had, I guess you could say, a modicum of success with Colorado.
1: Yeah, and you look at the difference that I'm giving the nod on this one to the Coyotes. And and for the only reason, because the numbers are so comparable in in both Mueller and Wolski, what they provided their teams. The difference was the Coyotes made the playoffs. And that's the difference in this piece, because Colorado misses the playoffs both years that he played there. So we're going to go to another player in that same 2010 deadline. (laughs) And again, we're talking about not just once, not just twice, but that five players coming in. And one of the players is a familiar player. And he's a familiar player that had played for Arizona um, earlier in his career, was defenseman Derek Morris. So he came back for his second round um, with the Coyotes. And this time, this is part of not only the 2010 playoff team, but this is part of the 2012 run. I mean, Derek Morris was an important piece of this team in their best playoff season ever. And they acquired him at the trade deadline in 2010. And what did they get him for? Future considerations. So <laughs> yeah, so you get him in 2010 from the Boston Bruins for future considerations. Yeah, he had he didn't fit in well in Boston. It wasn't a great fit for him. I, I think when he got back to Arizona, I think it all kind of clicked for him and, and this this team is the team that they make the playoffs in 10, they make the playoffs. Um, with the him nice in, in, yeah. in 11 in 12 um so he he becomes a piece of that that big playoff run but he was a big piece in 2010 too like yep. Derek Morris just helped he was a good playoff player here so again you're talking so now you're talking Wolski you're talking Stepniak and you're talking Derek Morris are you done well there are two more I and mean, well, one of them we're going to talk about really quickly was Pateri Nokalainen because you'll go who Pateri Nokalainen he was just a small piece of the of the 2010 team. He did play seventeen games, ended up with two points. He played in five of the playoff games of the seven. He wasn't a, a big factor in that run. and they traded him for a six round uh, a six round draft pick. And so you traded a six round draft pick for a guy that actually played minutes and c- killed some penalties and ate up some some time. again, give him a win. And the last piece is one I think was interesting to me was Matthew Schneider, a defenseman, Matthew Schneider, because at this time he was an older player. He was an old veteran player. And you wondered, he actually ended his career here in, in Arizona. And you wondered how that piece was going to fit. He ended up paying, playing eight games um, for that that um, 2010 team. And he was traded for Sean Zimmerman. Who? So again, the difference about this one for me, was this was a guy, Matthew Schneider was a vocal guy in the locker room. And he, he shows that now today because he leads the PA. And the one fear I had at that time is he, is he going to disrupt the room? Because that, as we talked about this team didn't have that element. They didn't have Shane Doan is, a, is not going to disrupt things. He's not going to cause any grief or problems as the leader of this team. And you worried, what would Matthew Schneider bring to this locker? room What kind of experience would he have? And would it disrupt the chemistry that this team was starting to generate? And I, I think if things were a different atmosphere without Shane Doan, I think it might have, Um, but with Shane Doan there, Matthew Schneider actually pulled the rope too. and He just became, you know, he was a sixth, seventh defenseman. He was in and out of the lineup. There were nights where the the coaching staff dressed seven and he would just be a part of the group. Um, He didn't put up numbers here. He wasn't a big effective offensive guy, but he did bring, that experience with him he's a guy that had been in the playoffs before he had a long career in the National Hockey League and I think maybe just maybe that helped settle down some of these guys that had never been in that
0: playoff atmosphere before. Side note on Matthew Schneider you mentioned he's working for the PA now I spoke to Matthew Schneider at the draft in Montreal because Matthew Schneider is keeping a very close eye on the Coyotes temporary arena situation the multi-purpose arena they've had PA reps down Matthew Schneider has been down himself to talk to the players so he's still playing a role in coyotes land
1: wow well I'd have to say Craig so overall we're talking about the 2010 the 2010 trade deadline I've got to give this nod to the coyotes just because again they made the playoffs and it was an exciting seven game playoff series against a really really good hockey team so I'm giving the nod to the coyotes One thing I needed to do after that series is over is I needed to have a beer and what better beer than four peaks. And Craig and I will be at Four Peaks tomorrow for last Wednesday. All of the PHNX crew will be down at Four Peaks on 8th Street, the 8th Street Pub. So if anybody wants to come watch the show being recorded or just get those fabulous chicken tenders, stop down to Four Peaks on 8th Street all day tomorrow, um, Wednesday, where all of the PHNX shows will be um, broadcast live from Four Peaks. Speaking of last Wednesday, we'll be announcing our next winner then entered to win the toast of the month sweepstakes with Four Peaks to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. You must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks beer, but you don't need to be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks restaurant. Uh, So go down, grab some chicken fingers, and check out Craig and I on last Wednesdays at Four Peaks tomorrow.
0: Petey, have you looked at the trade tree? Like, I don't want to do the Lee Stempniak trade tree. That scares me because there are just too many fingers to it. But Well, when you the, get to play for the 10 teams. Trade, yeah. yeah. The immediate trade, after when Lee Stempniak left the Coyotes in the summer of 2011, we talked about this on the show yesterday, literally yesterday, 11 years ago, Lee Stempniak was traded to the Calgary Flames in exchange for Damon Lenko. And Damon Lenko played a huge role in the Coyotes' run to the 2012 Western Conference Finals. So when you look at that finger alone, not only did Lee Stepniak come on board and really help with the playoff push in 2010, well, he brought him a really big piece in return in 2011, uh, a key piece to what is what will be remembered as the most successful season in Coyotes franchise history to date.
1: And both of them were 22 and both of them brought something different to the team. And you, you go back and you talk about, we talked about Lee Stepniak's offensive output and his ability Mm -hmm. to score. And then you bring in Damon Linkow, who was just, he's a worker. I mean, he, he brought an edge, he brought an attitude, he brought an element this team needed to get over the hump for that 2012 run. He played whatever role he was asked and he played it hard. And you look at the, the, the clinching game, in Chicago, round one, with Kyle Chipchura and and Damon Lankow having a very big part in what what that game turned out and what that game become to help this franchise win their first playoff series since moving to the desert. He was a huge piece. Um, yeah. So the trade tree, again, if you look at what was given up for Stepniak and what Stepniak did for the 20, the, the 2010 playoffs, turns into Damon Lankow, who helps you in the 2012 playoffs. So we're going to say he's win all along. And, and we talked about the trade. Well, will he's trade out, but he goes out in 2011 trade uh, in 2011 for Michael Roosevelt, another player that's integral in the 2012 run and Roosevelt. I tell you what, Rosie was a guy that I don't think this team would have been where they were in 2012 without Michael Roosevelt in 2012. Excuse me. Um, veteran leader guy been there before knew how to play. he wasn't as fleet of foot as some of the other defensemen on that team. Um, but he was important because he was a leader and he led quietly and he did things the right way. So again, you talked about Wolski helping them in 2010 turns into Roosevelt who helps them in 2012. So I think it's important to see. It's almost a second evolution of, of how the 2012 guys helped carry him into. The 2010 yeah. guys helped him carry into 2012.
0: Michael Roosevelt, Dustin Brown's best friend you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry I to bring, bring that up. You I'm shifting a lot in my seat here. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable. So, you know, I'm looking forward to sitting in more comfortable seating. Can you tell me maybe we already did that? About- we already did more furniture, buddy. We did it. We got to cut I this did. out. I did. Sorry, we got to
1: edit this yeah. out. I didn't. I no, I nah, it's Foco. fine, buddy. It's part of the show. It's okay. We can talk about more furniture again. It's great. I'll sit in those theater chairs all day long. I don't care, but we can talk. We've already talked about DraftKings. We can talk about FOCO. We are partnering with the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles at FOCO. FOCO has got you covered with the best Arizona merchandise. They've officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids from everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Head over to FOCO.com or click on the link below in the description for all non presale items. Please use the promo code PHNX to get 10% off. And that's Ed Foco, Craig. What do you got coming up in your articles this week at GoPHNX.com?
0: Well, I've got my monthly bail- mailbag. I'm going to squeeze it in on the last day of the month. Uh, I, re- I realized I hadn't done it yet, and people love the mailbag, so I'll try Have and we answer whatever for questions yet. Huh? Have we asked for What's questions that? yet? Have you started mm-hmm. to ask for questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it out. Put it out this I morning. Miss so that?
1: I don't pay yeah. attention enough.
0: It's all right, buddy. It's all right. I don't expect questions from you. There are answers from you. I don't expect yeah, anything from you, buddy. You know, with The prep I do on the show. <laughs> we should oh, do. Man. I think maybe we should do like a, a, a an audio mailbag or a live mailbag at some point. Uh, so I can just basically, so I can just shirk off responsibility on you guys and and not have to do any work. But which is what I, I, I think that's brilliant office as well. And you should do that before the season starts because
1: it's all vacation once the season starts for you anyway because you're Ah. at the rink you're at the games you don't leave all the heavy lifting for lee and i at the at the studio that that was sarcasm craig (laughs) so if you want to read any of craig's articles jump over to gophnx.com and become a member today Um, join the family and you'll either get a free t-shirt from the phnx locker or get your first month for just 50 cents just for signing up per go phnx i've said this before you get access to the the discord And you can chat with Leah, Craig, and I, and it's not always hockey chat. It can go sometimes off the rails, but sometimes, you know, a little more serious topics. So just you can become part of the members discord when you join the PHNX, you get the free t-shirt. We've already talked about Craig finally getting some PHNX merch off of the PHNX locker. Finally, it's about time. I'm waiting for my order that I got during the summer sale that just ended. So hopefully everybody got in on that. Um, So jump on over to go PHNX, see everything that all the sports have to offer at PHNX. Craig, we talked a lot about the 20 trend, 2010 trade tree, trade deadline, Lee Stepnick.
0: Winner? Yeah, no question. Winner. You know what I think about though, when I think about that that year and then just that run of acquisitions? I think about how great it is to cover playoff hockey and how much I miss it. I have not covered playoff hockey since really covered it in person since 2012, because of course the one bubble season was up in Edmonton. There were no media there. So I have not covered playoff hockey in a decade. And there's something different about that. And and not just covering it, Craig, working
1: in it. It it was that's as an employee. That's what you live for. You you put the 82 games is work. The playoffs. That's just different. It's just, it's, it's a different feeling getting to work every morning you're dialed in i tell you what when i we'd go through those runs i would dial into sports radio newspapers i couldn't get enough i want to know what people were saying the buzz around the arena and just you wanted to be there and and i remember sitting in those those rooms in detroit and the, the nerves and the anxiety when you look across the room and go oh it's a pretty good pretty good hockey team over there and then to come out and win two games in joel lewis in that series is is phenomenal. I I, yeah. I I think that 2010 year after when I first started working there, the Coyotes made the playoffs every year. Didn't do well, but they made it every year. It was a perennial playoff team, and then there was the drought, and you go, uh-oh, is this team ever going to get back? And then when Dave Tippett comes in, you're back in the playoffs. Unfortunately, I had to play Detroit twice in a row, which was really too bad because the next year they smoked them. But, but it was. You're right. You live yeah. for the playoffs. You live for that excitement, the the preparation that goes into those games, the chess match that goes into those games. And I always said that that's where a player earned his reputation and where a coach who gets his salt is Can you coach in a series? Can you beat the guy across the aisle from you in a series? Can you play the chess pieces, play the long game, and win the series? And I tell you what, when you look at Dave Tippett and what he did in that series – you talked about stars. There were no stars in the Coyotes' locker room. There just weren't. It wasn't what you saw across the room when there were Hall of Famers playing against you. Um, and, and so losing the series didn't mean that that, that team got out coached. It was that coach took that team as far as they could go and they took them to, to seven games. So it was phenomenal. Um, mm. I miss playoff hockey, Craig. And unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to see it this year. Nope. Or the next year. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, <sighs> after that, we'll see him. Well, Craig, I, I think, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Trade deadline 2010 or no, the I'm upcoming? Gonna, I'm going to
0: stay out of uh, prompting ad reads too now since I'm so bad at it,
1: No, that's so. okay. See,
0: see, that's what happens when Leah's gone. It just proves yep. how valuable part- of an asset Leah is to the PHNX Amen.
1: Coyotes podcast. We need her here, and we will play that for her, and it'll be apparent that she can't leave us again. And the yep. bad news, no for more vacations. Me. We have no more conference in New
0: York. It's
1: exactly. Over three more shows we have to do this i'm concerned i'm concerned so i'm going to uh, i'm going to be better prepared tomorrow at four peaks live at 11 a.m i will be more prepared because as people know that go to last wednesdays we can actually drink on the show even though it's 11 in the morning and the pumpkin porter is out and apparently on tap so and there's and josh will be joining us. Very good chance I'll be drinking on the show, so I better be much more prepared on the ad reads. Um, And Josh Stone will be there tomorrow. So we'll be talking about ASU hockey. We'll be talking about the mullet, his recent um, captaincy. So I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. Craig, we made it through another Trade Talk Tuesday. And can't wait to see you tomorrow at Four Peaks. Please subscribe. To this podcast where you listen to your podcast hit that like button subscribe and follow craig morgan at craig s morgan follow me at, at s peters hockey follow the show at phnx underscore coyotes we'll talk to everybody tomorrow thanks for joining us have a good rest of your day